Welcome to a nonfiction story cast about people in Seattle who built churches and how they did it. I'm Cindy Safranoff. I'm the author, and this is Dedication, building the Seattle branches of Mary Baker Eddy's church, a centennial story. Episode 34, Call Letter. When the new year came around, the building committee held its first Monday noon meeting of 1921 on January 3rd. Ruth Densmore did not attend. The day before, they had all heard her read the scriptures to the Third Church of Christ Scientist congregation at the University Bank Building as their new second reader a change that no doubt would have stirred some cheerful conversation as they settled into their meeting. Since Mrs. Densmore had been their secretary, they now needed a replacement. By voice vote, they elected their journalist member, former editor for The Daily, Helen Lance. Their new committee member, Jean K. Cole, was originally from Milwaukee, she had been in Seattle for about 10 years. Her husband, George Severns Cole, had come to Seattle from Chicago to teach law at the University of Washington. He was on the faculty while Mrs. Densmore and Mrs. Lance were students. Mrs. Cole had been a music teacher, offering instruction from her home in the university district, but she had recently gone into the full-time public practice of Christian science. Her office was in the Leary Building. After completing her two-year term on the board, she might have been ready for less active duties at church. However, if and when they started construction again, the building committee had the potential to be even more active and demanding than board work. For now, they were only doing metaphysical work, and this new committee member had come prepared to share. There was recent activity around the building site, evidence of progress. The neighbors near the building lot wanted to pave the alley and were asking Third Church to sign a petition to the city of Seattle. The committee unanimously agreed to support the improvement. Horace Chapman was appointed to take it to the board along with a letter from the building committee recommending favorable action. The group started talking about their building project, and after some discussion, they came to another unanimous decision. They agreed that the time had arrived in which to go ahead with the actual construction. The question was about how to go about bringing this development to the attention of the membership. At this point, Robert DeCoo shared his prepared reading selections, which included Mary Baker Eddy's statement in a letter that seemed relevant to the ongoing Boston situation. All is well at headquarters, and when the mist shall melt away, you will see clearly the signs of truth and the heaven of love within your hearts. Let the reign of peace and harmony be supreme and forever yours. 
and this from Science and Health. There is today danger of repeating the offense of the Jews by limiting the Holy One of Israel and asking, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? What cannot God do? Next, Mrs. Cole read Mary Baker Eddy's article, A Word to the Wise. Written when the foundation of the Mother Church was complete, but there were not enough funds on hand to build. Eddie's directive was for the church edifice to be completed and fully paid for during the calendar year 1894, which it was. Eddie admonished those and future Christian scientist church builders. No doubt must intervene between the promise and event. Faith and resolve are friends to truth. Seize them. Trust the divine providence. Push upward our prayer in stone, and God will give the benediction. This selection was approved by the committee as a fitting reference to be included in a call letter to the membership. The building committee encouraged their members to push upward their prayer in stone in the university district. The membership needed to decide between building a temporary auditorium in the future Sunday school in the basement, as First Church had done and as Fourth Church was currently doing, or moving forward with the final walls and roof. The committee provided cost estimates from the architect for both approaches. Either way, they wanted to proceed with the construction immediately, despite, once again, having nowhere near the funds needed to pay for the work. At a special meeting in February, the membership authorized the building committee to move forward with the walls and roof of the permanent church edifice. They also established a separate fund for the mother church. Members who wanted to contribute to the Boston legal fees could put their contribution in a special envelope. The first Sunday collection would once again go to their own building fund. Over the next few weeks, the building committee continued their metaphysical study with a focus on the topics of gratitude, tithing, and church. But now at their meetings, they also had business to discuss as they analyzed costs, reviewed bids, and looked at brick and tile samples. Mrs. Cole shared a letter she had received. It was a personal account of a church built by a relatively small membership of modest means. The writer described how, in February 1916, when they outgrew their location and found it impossible to find anything else that was suitable, they focused on unity of thought. Then, after seven meetings, the decision was unanimous to move forward with building. The members of this building committee had no experience with construction, yet purchasing the lot in June and starting with only $2 in their building fund, 
they broke ground in August and completed the church edifice in time for the Thanksgiving service in November. Within one year of starting the project, they had fully paid for it. The letter concluded, We have had numerous inquiries as to how we did it, and it is difficult to say except that we demonstrated every step of the way. The writer pointed out four steps in the process of demonstration. 1. Need 2. Unity 3. Supply and 4. Realization of no hindrance to mind's activity. The Third Church Building Committee saw so much value in this testimony that they decided to copy the entire letter into the minutes. The committee took their metaphysical approach to the entire membership at two special meetings. The first focused on unity of purpose, the second on supply. At each meeting, the hour was spent sharing helpful and inspiring ideas and individual proofs of spiritual supply. In early April 1921, they signed a contract for construction of walls and roof. That month, a desk announcement was read at church services. Actual building of Third Church of Christ Scientist at the corner of 17th Avenue and East 50th Street has been resumed. The need for extra contributions was being made known to the congregation. Contributions were growing. By May, there was $2,900 in the building fund. But they needed $46,500. They wrote letters to the members explaining the urgent need for more funds. They held more special meetings and gave the members citations from the Bible and Eddie's writings on supply to study every day. Contributions to the building fund increased, but on June 1st, there was still not enough money to pay the full construction bill. Meanwhile, the other Seattle churches were considering Third Church's proposed plan for a cooperative system for building church edifices. First Church had called a meeting to consider establishing a joint building fund. But apparently no decisions or actions had been made. Third Church was still on its own. Initially, the building committee had promised not to spend money faster than funds were available. But after construction began, because of a better understanding of the problems in building operations and of clearer metaphysical unfoldment, they later explained, they asked the members to reconsider. These Bible citations were shared at a membership meeting that spring. The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. Nehemiah 2, 18-20 Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, 
that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. Isaiah 59, 1 After some discussion, the members voted to allow more flexibility for contracting for the walls and roof. They could even borrow money if necessary. Borrowing money was not easy. Apparently some banks were simply not interested in doing business with them. They had to search to find institutions friendly to Christian science. Also, the membership wanted to build in phases, but banks would only loan for a complete building. They needed the money immediately, but bank mortgages took time to process. The board was able to get a small loan to cover some expenses, but the overall financial problem remained unsolved. By early July, the building committee had made no progress on financing. They were faced with seemingly impossible conditions. Horace Chapman expressed his earnest conviction that under the circumstances, it would be only honest to stop the work. The others on the committee, however, disagreed. They declared that the time had not yet come to acknowledge defeat. They must be faithful over a few things, as explained in the Bible, Matthew twenty-five twenty-one. The majority voted to investigate every possible source of light on this problem. They devoted themselves to prayerfully listening for a way to move forward. Thanks for listening to Dedication by me, Cindy Safranoff. All events and characters in this story are as true and accurate as the available sources. All opinions are mine. To support and learn more about this groundbreaking research project and read my writing, visit cindysafranoff.com.